0: Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. I am Danielle Kobo elite career coach. And I believe every woman has the power to step into their dream job, earn the salary they are worth, and live the life they desire. Each week you join me, you're going to hear from inspiring women who have overcome adversity and leveled up their career. You're going to learn how to eliminate that inner critic that is holding you back from pursuing your dream. How to build confidence, create healthy boundaries to transition burnout, to re-energize and gain clarity on how to accelerate your career. It's never too late to pursue your dream job. The time is now, are you ready? Hey everyone, it's Danielle Kobo. Welcome to Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. And today we have a fantastic guest. We have Lauren Rothman and Lauren is a celebrity stylist. She's an international stylist and she's been featured in magazines such as New York Times, People, Glamour, and Elle. And she's a published author of her book, Style Bible, What to Wear to Work. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us today. Hi, Danielle. Great to be here. Thanks for having me
1: on your podcast.
0: Absolutely. So I um, had the pleasure of meeting you on Clubhouse. I got to really hear, you know, how we can brand ourselves and how we can, you know, dress for success at work. And I wanted to ask you a question. So, you know, my audience, when I'm talking with some of my clients, we talk about like limiting beliefs and it's a state of mind as to our inner critic and the negative thoughts that we have. Yes. And I know this really talks about, you know, dressing as well and what we wear and things like that. So tell us what do you often hear from your clients?
1: You know, I think success is a mindset, right? As as much as it is financial or or measuring yourself by how busy you are. I think success is It's a combination, right, of, of being prepared to meet the opportunities when they come. Mm-hmm. And in order to be prepared, one has to think ahead sometimes. And so how do you stock your space, whether that's your wardrobe, your drawers, your closet? Um, how do you stock your space with your armor? Because mm-hmm. there's something to be said about what we wear helps us become who we're meant to be. And over this last year, where our personal brands for so many of us have taken such a hit, it's been really easy for that inner critic to seep out when you're in leggings, pajamas, and slippers. And so, <laughs> you know, what I'm finding from my clients is what does that re-entry look like right now? How are you going to step into your power right now? What are you going to use? And for me, it's helping my clients and coaching them on tools, style tools, image tools that you can really deep dive and use to help you step into your power, whether whether that's a great lipstick, a pair of of wedges, you know, good skincare, but we have to combat that inner critic who many people right now are suffering from body dysmorphia as they have to get dressed again, whether they've toned up and lost weight or they've gained the COVID-19, right? Like Mm -hmm. either way, our inner critic is, she's seeping in a little bit. We've got to be really careful and we've got to come sort of, you know, blazing guns to, to get that inner critic out and to say, wait a minute,
0: I've got, I've got armor to combat this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, you said something that was really interesting about that one thing that helps us just feel powerful and just adds a little, just something special to what we wear. Right. Right. And I remember, um, in the great depression, Revlon saw a significant increase in red lipstick. So it's called the lipstick effect. Yeah. And, and what they thought, what they found was, is, you know, women during the great depression, you know, we may not have been able to get our nails done or our hair done as frequently, but adding red lipstick helped those women feel powerful. Yeah. And it, it was called the red lipstick effect. And now in the pandemic, it's the mascara effect. Cause now we're on zoom and we're wearing masks and, you know, mascara sales have tripled, Since the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Because we want to be seen. Mm -hmm. That's part of what's been happening is during a over year-long period where we all became part of the wallpaper a little bit. It was Mm -hmm. harder to be seen or to know what it meant to show up right? Mm -hmm. I often think of accessories as great icebreakers. You walk into a meeting and someone says, I love your shoes. Great handbag. I love that pocket square. Great tie. Well, now all of a sudden nobody can say that because as everything moved to video, how are you seen? What are you doing? A lot of people got away without doing hair and makeup and instead just put on their armor, But that armor doesn't get red on video, right? What gets red on video is your background and your headshot primarily, which is to about the decolletage. And and it may be the rise of the hot pink because that looks like the lipstick color we both have on.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, like a
1: nice pop into spring. But it's about how are you doing your hair? Do you know how to combat dry skin? It's Mm -hmm. become about a more minimalist look. And being seen has been a lot about smiling with our eyes for the last yeah. year. And so
0: hence the mascara effect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I was like, this is amazing. I get to work from home. I wake up and I'm putting on my Lululemon and, and I even bought, you know, I really stocked up on Lululemon because it was comfortable Where. And what I found over time is just deep down inside, I didn't feel that just joy and excitement and power that I used to feel when I was, you know, out and about meeting with clients and supporting my team. And when I started to get on Zoom more and, you know, I started to meet with my clients over Zoom and I started to do these podcasts over Zoom, I started to get dressed up and it's such a little thing to just get dressed up, but it really sets the tone for my day. I immediately feel just amazing because I, I got dressed up and I got my hair done and I feel good and I feel pretty. And it's the same concept. So I, I suffered from severe postpartum depression, um, after delivering my twins. And I remember each day I did something a little different. So the first day it was I took a shower because, you know, let's be real, I didn't really take a shower at the beginning, um, getting up all the time. And then the next day I, you know, wore, wore a cute top. And then the next day I got out of maternity clothes. Right. And just those baby steps. And it's amazing how just getting dressed up and just it, it sets your tone for the entire day. And that's stepping into your power. Mm -hmm. that's
1: that's what stepping into your power is I still remember the first time I shaved my legs after I had (laughs) you know like then I remember that act of Mm -hmm. self-care helping me feel more like myself you're taking back control right Mm -hmm. after delivering baby after caretaking of a baby that so much has been for someone else how do you take back some of that power And I think I have felt, especially in the beginning, a lot of the pandemic really reminded me of maternity leave Mm -hmm. and a lot of those same emotions. I mean, I also suffered from postpartum depression and then it was pandemic depression, right? It was this idea years later, um, but it echoed that feeling of helplessness and caretaking of of others in your home over yourself. And then you lose yourself a little bit. And so what steps can you take? For me, it was also during the pandemic, getting dressed, doing my hair, putting on lipstick, taking a bath, shaving my legs. Those (laughs) things help me step into my power. And, you know, a lot of my clients, they don't know how to do their own hair. They don't even know how to do their own makeup because they've been having that done for them pre pandemic. And so we did so many lessons on just what's even the minimalist effect that you can create if you learn how to use these tools in your life. So I do a lot of education and coaching around how to organize your space so that it makes sense for your lifestyle. So that might be capsule dressing, meaning that when you walk into your closet, you don't want to be overwhelmed by all the things you can't wear that perhaps aren't relevant to your lifestyle right now. So for a lot of my clients, we were removing all of that work clothes that no longer matched the narrative of a 2019, 2020, um, 2021 world, right? Mm -hmm. How have things changed so that, you know, maybe the suit no longer makes sense. It's a little too overbearing and aggressive uh on video. And so how do we soften that a little bit for your messaging? And so I created a lot of capsule wardrobes for my clients that would essentially say here here are your zoom tops. Here's what you do when you go on Zoom. I want you to make sure you have a pop of color top. I want to make sure we've got some statement jewelry. I want to make sure you've got some lipstick handy dandy next to you. I want to make sure you've got water and not a giant jug, but let's look good on video. using a straw makes a huge difference to using a cup because when you use a straw, there's less movement of your body, which means less distraction. And when you've been on video all day, you get thirsty. You need to hydrate. But if you're really trying to lead on video, you really want to minimize those distractions. Hence the background matters. The pop of color or the style statement jewelry is important not the head-to-toe ensemble. So things have really evolved and changed and folks have had to adapt. And I think part of what we're seeing right now is we've just suddenly gotten good at this and the rules are changing. Reentry is happening. Folks are getting back in traffic, going out into the world, perhaps putting on lipstick again. And there's a fatigue that is associated with that that is sort of how I've seen my business evolve, even in the last three months from how do I manage my zoom capsule to wait a minute, what is re-entry look like? What should I be wearing now when I go back into the world?
0: Mm. You know, that's so powerful because, because, you know, I always did, you know, season changes, right? So, you know, once transitioning from fall to winter, I would switch out my closets and things like that. But you're right. You're taking it to a whole nother level where what we wear today on Zoom is different. So we still get to be comfortable, right? I get to wear jeans, be comfortable, and I enhance and invested in really cute tops and really beautiful Kendra Scott earrings. And, you know, and it's fun, you know, it's comfortable and fun. And I removed those stiff suits that I used to wear and put them in a whole nother closet. I mean, right. yes, I may wear them one day, but they're in another closet because right now they're just taking up space.
1: Right. And they're
0: stopping you
1: from seeing what you actually want to be wearing because yeah. clothing sends signals all the time, whether it's the signals of optimism that you and I are showcasing right now in our pops of color, Or when you see clothing in your closet that you can't wear. It's why Mm -hmm. special event clothing should have its own filing system, right? It's not something you wear every day. So don't let it signal you that you're missing out on something because you haven't received an invitation yet or the world hasn't opened. Mm -hmm. And the same with work clothes. It's important that if it doesn't really work for the current narrative, move it. If you don't have the luxury of a guest room closet, Just move it to the back of your closet. And organized capsule dressing can be incredibly powerful because it brings to the surface what to wear for each occasion. Most people's capsules I have found right now during reentry is, okay, some of us are still going to continue silver lining the beauty of the work at home video meeting. We we are going to as much as we can to some degree. Some people are going to keep that in their schedule. So you're going to want to maintain that Zoom capsule wardrobe. So that is one that really makes sense. Then the next one, the practical fashion aspect. I'm going out into the world, but there is going to be some reentry fatigue. So how do I present an executive presence while maintaining a practical functional fashion Of being out all day for eight hours will be exhausting again, from shoes to waistbands, um, you know, to spanks, right? It will be exhausting after a year of taking a break from it. It doesn't just come naturally to wear four inch heels. So, what does that re entry wardrobe look like? That's another capsule that I'm helping a lot of clients build. And then the third capsule that's been really popular is what do I wear? when I see friends. So whether that's vacation or that's just, I'm having people over again, what do I wear? Cause I want it to feel different than what I wear on video or what I wear at work. So those mm-hmm. are the three top capsules I'm organizing and creating right now for clients.
0: Yeah. And you know, a lot of what I work with on my, with my clients as well is, you know, you're talking about meetings on zoom. And, you know, wearing, you know, colorful clothes and and a pop of color of lipstick and statement earrings and necklaces. And when I'm working with my clients, you know, they're doing interviews online now. And that's, you know, your body language doesn't always you know, interactive, yeah. Translate as it did before. Right. And you've got, you know, these people are getting a preview as to your home life because you've got these backgrounds. Right. And so a lot of what I work with my clients is, is how do you dress for success when you're doing a zoom interview? How do you present yourself well at work through zoom? You know, if you, if you want to take a step up and level up in your career, you want to get promoted to that next level then you need to dress the part of that next level. You know, especially if we're getting into a leadership position. If everyone in your leadership, if in your company is always wearing a blazer and you want to step into that job, then I would encourage you to wear a blazer too. So you're you're already assuming the part. And it's these little things that we do that make a difference. As you said, your power. And that's,
1: you know, I call that aspirational dressing. Mm. Think about where you want to be and then dress for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's a part of that that can be really healthy. There's also part of that that can be really unhealthy. If you think about it, like, well, aspirationally, I wish I weighed 10 pounds less. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start to dress for that. That's not going to serve you. Mm-hmm. Aspirational dressing, when you think of a career, where do I want to be? Where do I want to be? How, more importantly, what what I coach on is that topic of how do you want to be perceived? So if you can answer that statement, when I walk into a space, virtual or in real life, how do I want to be talked about when I leave the room? Mm -hmm. That's an exercise I take a lot of my clients through. Think about those words. What is that mindset you want to leave your audience with? Whether it's the HR person who's interviewing you or a coffee with girlfriends. People are going to talk about you when you leave that room. What do you want them to be saying? If you want them to be saying friendly and approachable, there's a wardrobe that matches that. If you want them to be saying elegant and understated, there's a wardrobe that matches that. If you want them to be saying leader and loud, there's a wardrobe that matches that. And so identifying almost that style statement of how you want to be perceived, it will help you step into your power and essentially get dressed.
0: Yeah, that is so true. I mean, you think of like celebrities and, you know, I look at somebody like Jennifer Aniston and she's just got this relaxed, but put together, um, look, and that could be different than, um, Angelina Jolie, I'm just comparing the two, right. but you know, two different styles, both right. incredible women, right. um, both women I highly respect and, and, and like, and, but they have two totally different styles and that right. represents their, their brand yeah. and their personality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: you have the ability to control that narrative. I think okay. a lot of people don't realize that that's not always a, a a natural speech pattern for folks style is curated and it's created and then it's exercised until it starts to look natural Mm -hmm. and in fact the more effortless that style appears the more prep was involved Ah. so and that that's you know like I always tell clients like fashion is very different than style fashion is the act of shopping what's on trend how do i buy that own that wear that what's in what's out style is timeless style is how you carry yourself it's your posturing it's your hand movements it's how many times your eyes blink in a minute you know it's how you smile That's what style is. And so if you show up on a Zoom call in a black V-neck and great hair and makeup, you can wow your audience. You don't always have to pack a punch with fashion because Mm -hmm. style is how you carry yourself. And it's the way that you present that appears a little bit more effortless.
0: So how can women stay on trend because, and, because I know trends are really evolving and they're evolving quickly and sometimes it's hard to keep up with them. So how can we stay on trend and still have some classic pieces in our wardrobe that are timeless? Because I I believe that that's like a mix, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, understanding your body type Mm -hmm.
1: is, is really important because similar to designing a room. And in our case, designing a background for Zoom, it is, you have to understand your space and um, the dips, the alleys, the mountains of that space, because the more you understand it, the more you can decorate it. And essentially that's what clothing is. So the more you understand and are at peace to some degree with your body type, then you can start dressing for it so that it doesn't feel like work so much. It feels a little bit more like an equation. Not that mm-hmm. math isn't work, but when you understand I'm a curvy body type, maybe I'm an apple body type, maybe I hold my weight in my midsection a little bit more, maybe I hold it on my lower half and I'm more of a pear maybe I'm so curvy, I start wearing all these really tight things or loose things just to hide the curves. Mm -hmm. So understanding your body type can really provide a lot of clarity around how to get dressed. And once you understand how to get dressed, you always want to invest the most. And when I say the most, that's both time and money in the hardest parts of your body. Mm -hmm. So if your hips are your hardest part, invest more time figuring it out, money in buying it for that body type. So if it's your hips, then maybe your collection of jeans will be insane because your bottom half is the one that changes the most on you. And so what you buy on the top could be less expensive You may own less of it because it doesn't change that often. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're bustier. Maybe your bust changes every time you gain or lose a little bit of weight. Then you'd be investing more time and money on dressing the top part of you. So that's the most important tip I can offer when it really comes to how to stay on trend. You can't do it without having clarity on body type. And the reality of how your body interacts with the world, whether that's hormonal changes that happen every month and always having two sizes in your closet. I have clients who every time we buy something, we buy it in two sizes because depending on the part of that body type, we're trying to fit. They want to make sure they have options.
0: Absolutely. So I am one of those people, my weight fluctuates by 10 pounds all the time. So I literally probably have three sets of jeans or pants what? depending on where i'm at if i'm if i'm really investing time in my health and i'm eating you know i'm eating healthy i'm working out then i have my i look fabulous jeans and then i have my okay it's around the holidays and i'm enjoying you know Extra food and things like that. So, you know, a a little more rounder jeans. And you know what? It's okay. I know that about myself. So I know that my tops, I can always get one size. So I, you know, I have that. And then I just know that I have three different sets of pants. And And that, that
1: clarity helps you move forward with the decision making process. Mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling badly about it. Like, oh, I have to buy these pants because this is the reality of my size. Instead, you can strategically address that decision. And so when a trend comes around, so let's say that trend is tie-dye or neon or mom jeans, you can say, does that trend really serve me? So for example, should I be buying tie-dye pants Should I be buying mom jeans if my bottom half is what changes all the time? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But if a cropped top might be a trend where you could say, well, my top rarely changes. Mm -hmm. If I'm in shape, I could wear that. And I don't mean a midriff top, right? Although I'm sure we could both balance it. But the idea of that cropped shorter boxier top that works with a high rise pant That may be something that's totally a fad and a trend, but it works because you have clarity on your body type. Mm -hmm. And you know that if you gain or lose 10 pounds, it doesn't really affect if that crop top trend will work for you, Mm -hmm. but it does affect if that, wedgie fit mom jean, which by the way is an awful trend in my opinion, but yes. invariably very popular. Um, but you've got to know. So it's that clarity on body type that allows you to make the purchase decision on the trend.
0: So we talked a little bit about crop tops and before we wrap this up, so I know crop tops, you know, there's this mindset of, well, am I too old to wear that? And It's interesting because before having kids, and it was ridiculous, I don't know why it was like this, but before having kids, I was, I was insecure of my stomach. You know, I had this idea that you shouldn't wear a crop top unless you had a six pack. And let's be real. That's not, that's not reality for most of us. And it's funny because after delivering my twins, even though my stomach definitely does not look the same, I wear a crop top and I'm like, yeah,
1: (laughs) Because now you've you've earned the badge of honor, right? Absolutely. And I think what often happens is after we face trauma to some Mm -hmm. degree, right? And and childbirth, the way that your body goes through twins, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we have to face the edge in order to make some of those powerful style decisions that sort of allow you to fly off the cliff a little and say, I'm going for it because I I can, right? And so yeah. that that is not unusual that we need that badge of honor in order to move forward with that purchase decision. When it comes to understanding if a, if we're too old for a trend, mm-hmm. I like to take age out of the equation. Is that trend appropriate? for your body type? Does it work for your body type? If that body type at age 65 or 25, it may not work at either age, or it may work at both ages. So it's really about a body type more than it is about anything else. Because even let's say if you are 65 and you're aging, but you could still be incredibly fit. You may not be comfortable showing off a midriff or a midsection with a crop top, but that doesn't mean that a a cropped top, which is different than a crop top. So just a shorter top Mm -hmm. could always be layered over a jumper. It could, oh, you don't actually have to show skin. So that's a perfect example of how a trend is really not about age. It's about body type. And if your body type can handle it.
0: Oh, that's a great point. So, you know, what are the three things that you want our listeners to really take away from our conversation today?
1: I want you to really explore your personal brand. Mm -hmm. And everyone should really understand this is an ageless exercise that when you walk into a room or rather when you walk out of a room, How do you want that narrative to go? So everyone should walk themselves through that exercise. What is is the story of my personal brand in three words? Mm. Do you want to walk out of that room and have people say, she was so influential. She was so friendly. She was so stylish. I mean, gosh, if, if, if I could walk out of a room and somebody said those three things, I would say fan freaking tastic. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Yeah. So think about your personal brand and write it down. I call that your style DNA. Mm. And when I work with clients, I help create that style DNA, that mission statement that's going to help you find the courage to explore the confidence to be the best version of yourself. So explore your style DNA, create that personal brand statement of how you want your story and your narrative to be when you walk out of a room. That is my number one tip. My second tip is do the math. What is your body type? Are you an inverted triangle? Are you a little bit more buff on the top and a little more narrow in the waist? Are you a pair? Do you carry more of your weight in the booty, the bottom, the thighs? Um, are you a curvy? Are you a straight? Are you a rectangle? The more you can understand and do some exploring on your body type, fashion becomes a little bit less intimidating. So what is your style DNA? What is your body type? And my third tip is get clarity on your budget. Many of us are operating under a false narrative on what we can spend on. I would never spend more than $75 on this, but I would spend over $200 on that. Mm -hmm. Those are often fixed narratives from our childhood rather than really relevant and true of your current life. So if your full budget is $500, let's operate on the full budget, not on the per item budget. Many of us will just, we won't give ourselves permission to think about a full budget. We can only kind of manage, well, tops are usually pretty easy for me. So I would never spend more than X on a top, but bottoms are really hard for me. So I'll always spend to the stars on bottoms. Mm-hmm. So be gain some clarity on budget mm-hmm. and that will give you permission to go out and really dress for your body type, according to your
0: style DNA. Those are some great tips for, and I'm thank you so much for sharing that because a lot of it really resonates as to how we can dress for success and dress for our body type. So tell us Lauren, where can my audience find you?
1: You can find me at com. And that's my website. And it is also my handle on all social channels. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Style A Tour. I have a column in Inc. Magazine called What to Wear Wear. So it's occasion-driven advice on how to get dressed. And my book, Style Bible, What to Wear to Work, is on Amazon. Ah,
0: And Clubhouse, If for those of you and that are on Clubhouse. I yes. learned, so this is how I found Lauren. I'm so honored that I got the opportunity to listen to her on clubhouse. And she talked about like building your personal brand and, and thank you so much. Cause that's a, a great opportunity where people can continue to listen to you. Absolutely, um, And I'm in the business branding secrets club
1: Monday through Thursday at 9. a.m., mm-hmm. And we run brand therapy rooms. So they're power hours each day on different aspects of brand therapy, whether that's your personal brand or your professional one or the marriage.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much. And for those of you listening, um, I really appreciate it. Again, this is the dream job with Danielle Kobo. And in this podcast, you're going to learn everything from inspiring women who have overcome adversity and leveled up their career and lived the life they desire. And whether that's dressing for success or it's, you know, investing time into our nutrition and our health or it's career advice on how to take your career to the next level. This is what we're about. We really are here to inspire and empower women to live the best life. So thank you so much. And thank you, Lauren, for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. This was a delight. I can't wait to do it again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Kobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you. Family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.